0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, the seventh of January. I am Tomor Hussein. I'm back, baby, and joining me once again is my brother from another mother.
1: It's Tim Gates. Hey, you know, Tim. I'm doing so good. Great to be here with you. First piece of content of Tim and Tam in 2022, yeah, baby. It's our year, man. It's the
0: year of kind of funny. You know what? Every year is the year of kind of funny, as far as I'm concerned. But this Long this year may is the live. year
1: yeah. of Tim and Tam. You know yeah. what Yeah, I mean? this is, that's this is our really year. Matters. We're
0: gonna own it. We're mm-hmm. gonna finally, like Greg is back. Mm-hmm. Greg is, you know, he's doing his swagger. What people don't realize is this is the year for Tim and Tam supremacy. I get familiar, when everybody. Least, when he least suspects it, we're gonna come in with the steel chair. Yes,
1: yes. And then,
0: and then uh, I'm gonna distract the referee. You're gonna go for the pin. Mm-hmm. And then somehow we've taken over. It's gonna be I fantastic. It. It's gonna be fantastic uh tim as always i'm going to continue the tradition january 7th in history pop culture history I'm going to lay some facts down so people have a good knowledge of where this day stands in the history of the world and pop culture you can regale your friends and family with some nice little facts january 7th 1934 was the debut of the flash gordon comic strip which is pretty cool yeah kind of a good (laughs) (laughs) um in 1927 the first transatlantic telephone service was established between new
1: york and london which is pretty cool that's insane to think that's about. wild yeah. human beings man we fucked We're a lot right. of things up but we did a couple dope yeah. things along we the way.
0: have traveled real far we've made some massive technological leaps and now we are just pissing it all away with nfts mm-hmm. um the days, uh, this is a special day. They're like, you know, every day has a special day a name. Uh, today is Harlem Globetrotters day. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's also, I'm not gonna take it anymore day, which I okay. don't know what that means, but a I little, think means- a little early in the year yeah, for that. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> um, international programmers day. So like so show some appreciation to your programmers out there. Uh-huh. Um, national bobblehead day. Uh, And then it gets a bit weird with old rock day which is like a bit of a stretch and then this is my favorite national pass gas day finally something i can get
1: behind which i think
0: is just like fart just be just do some farting okay i've been celebrating that one like just uh subconsciously so good (laughs) always i've been crop dusting since day i was born um (laughs) birthdays uh jeremy renner it's Jeremy, Reddy. it's Hawkeye's birthday Hawkeye today. Hawkeye himself. Guys, I, I, I,
2: I, for old rock day, I
1: have, uh, I have something for you. There you go. Happy <laughs> there Christmas. we go. Thank you for celebrating. For those who choose to celebrate.
0: <laughs> Look at him. Beautiful. Wow, he still looks good. Even run through an old. It's also the birthday of American musician, Aloe Black. Tim, can you tell me what song Aloe Black is probably most known
1: for? You know, I struggle. Aloe Black is somebody I always get confused with with Mm Amon Black. Ah. (laughs) So I I actually don't know. It's I need
0: dollars, dollars, dollars is what I need. Okay. Hey, hey. Uh, It's that. This is well, hey, hey. Happy birthday. Never sing it. Remind me never to sing on the internet again. I can't. It's also the fictional birthday of one Ellen Ripley, um, January 7th, 2092. So. She's not born yet, but she will be in 2019. In 70 years today. Yeah, exactly. Um, And in 2012, the number one hit for January 7th to February 3rd, 2012, was LMFAO's Sexy and I Know It.
1: (laughs) I don't even (laughs) want to explain to you how destructive it was for LMFAO to release that song when (laughs) I was that age. Because the wiggle, 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 yeah, part of that song is something nobody wanted to be around me when no. it came on for. Because it was not, <laughs> never good. It was never pleasant. There was a lot of gyrating in I mean, the, like 80s, 2012.
0: Just like me singing on the internet, you just got to own it and know that you're not, you're, not, you're not, you might not be the best, but you feel good doing it.
1: That's how it is. Thank you, Tam. That's thank you. And that's why um, I love it. That's what matters. <laughs>
0: Today's stories include a new Mario Kart, the death of E3, and a fallout tv series and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games we run you through all the nerdy news you need to know about if you are watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong which never happens by going awesome. to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong don't even bother it's not going to happen mm-hmm. if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily make sure you are using the epic creator code Kinda Funny on all your epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league like fortnite to help support kind of funny it's really easy and to be part of the show head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping i mean goddamn, one time let it be a bad gamer sweeping seven on seven is happening today tim i'm gonna yes. kick it over to you to explain this stuff seven I'm sure on sure you'll do seven. it better than me
1: is simple today is January 7th. It is our seventh year of being kind of funny, so we're gonna stream for seven hours. That last bit isn't entirely true. We don't know how long we're gonna be streaming, but we will be streaming. I mean, I guess technically we are right now, and we ain't gonna stop as long as y'all keep subbing, as long as y'all keep subscribing to the new TikTok kind of funny games. Go over to mm-hmm. I don't know, TikTok.com kind of funny games. That sounds like a fun URL to check out. Mm-hmm. Hit enter, see what happens, hit follow, hit subscribe, whatever the hell they call it. You know what I'm talking about that's yeah. what we want you to do i know there's a chat bot going i know the snow bike calculating watching. he has his sun not sunglasses he has the, the, those hype snow bike mic glasses on that mm-hmm. he always yeah. has the, the visor i don't even the mountain glasses and he's putting pushing that shit up as far as it can go calculating how many hours <laughs> we're going to stream for on seven on seven so check it out twitch.tv slash kind of funny I- games
0: I am a TikTok power user and I am subscribed to the kind of funny TikTok. And let me tell you, there's some good shit in there. It's a nice reminder of the amazing things that kind of funny does and the cool moments. So every now and then you just get a little do- dose of dopamine. And you're like, oh, this, mm-hmm. this, this is fun. The baby, you can see it right there. Um, mm-hmm. A good, good time. There's also new merch up now. And another thing that I'm a huge fan of is that merch. There's some real nice stuff there. I came this close to just purchasing it all and uh you probably will too but you know what there's t-shirts there's sweaters there's plenty there's of crop stuff top there. make sure there's a crop top i almost bought that cropped up and i was like oh, i yes. i can't pull that shirt off there's <laughs> no way there's no way um but make sure you check it out because genuinely good stuff up there and um when you spend your hard-earned money on that you get the apparel but you also support kind of funny so make sure you can if you can do it Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis Makes, of course, Blackjack and Pranksy. And today we are brought to you by Upstart, Raycon and ExpressVPN. But we'll talk to you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It's time for some GD news. We've got five stories today.
2: A does dozen.
0: That is powerful energy for a Friday. And I Mm -hmm. want to thank you, Barrett, for it. And I would like to say that I'm eternally grateful for it. That's raised my spirits. Good. Um, Good. First story comes from, uh, wouldn't you know it? It's the number one video game website on the internet. Wow undisputed for yet another year we are mere days into january and i can already confirm that the number one video game website on the internet is gamespot.com that story coming to you is e3 2022 will be online only again due to the pandemic this is a story written by gabe going I see people in the chat uh, talking about how uh, they want this uh, number one video game website bit to end and I would like to look you directly in the eyes and say it is never going to end, it's just facts, okay? Uh, E3 2022 was expected to be the first time since 2019 uh, that event was going to be in person uh, as the COVID pandemic and its several variants since had made it unsafe for such a large gathering to take place over the past two years now that's not happening either uh, as the ESA has decided to shift E3 to an online only format again this year speaking of GamesBeat the ESA said the decision was made because of the virus and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees The organization later gave uh, GameSpot a full statement, which you can read, which I'm gonna read now, they gave a bunch of places this. um, Due to the ongoing health risks around COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, um, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. We remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. It's been an ongoing concern for many organizations planning in person gatherings, which initially looked to be feasible as vaccines were rolled out last year before the infection rates began climbing again, with new variants often being more contagious than the initial one we saw in 2020. These gatherings could be serious health hazards. Last year's E3 was fairly scattershot consisting of independent press conferences from a few different publishers a week of live stream content and a web portal that offered very little um, shots fired prior to the cancellations major publishers like EA and Sony had already stopped participating making it unclear what form if any E3 is going to take in the coming years so Tim another digital only E3 how do you feel about it
1: I don't think it's the biggest surprise. I mean, especially given the state of the world right now with Omicron kind of slowly taking over, slowly, not the right word, quickly taking over everything. Um, I I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think that right now it's a very doom and gloom. Like, I told you, E3's fucking dead. (laughs) This, I don't really think Mm. shows that E3's dead at all. In fact, I think that this is a smart call for them to have a chance at not being dead. Like what they did last year with the digital showcase, not perfect. I don't think any event has ever been perfect. Uh, but I do think it was a step in the right direction. I think it being a focused stream, uh, that, and when I say focused, it still could should have been way more focused, way fewer days, like all that stuff, way fewer hours, of course. But for what they did, I think it was the most organized D 3 we've ever seen. There was one URL to go to. They had programming throughout in between all the conferences, and it made it feel like one big thing the problem with this is everyone else is also doing their own things so what is e3 What's summer game fest what's just a ubisoft event what's just a nintendo event at some point none of it really matters but um e3 i don't think is going away next year i don't think it's going away the year after at some point it might not exist but i don't think that this is a sign that e3 isn't going to exist it's not going to exist Mm -hmm. how it used to but that's fine and i actually think that that's a good thing e3's been changing for the last decade anyways slowly and in different ways and i think the moment that it became uh open to the public and you could buy tickets like that changed the vibe of what it was it changed what it meant to media And I think that the saddest news about this is that we're not all going to get together and hang out. I was so jealous of you guys down at the Game Awards. And the reason was not the Game Awards itself, although I would have loved to see that. It was just to be able to see each other and hang out Mm. and Mm. see those people that you only get to see a handful of times a year. And that handful has been taken from us the last two years. So I feel like E3 2022 was something that I think a lot of us were looking forward to as as this kind of like beacon of light of – um just a, a little bit of familiarity of like yeah being able to to hang out and see each other the easy allies boys like I haven't seen them in forever but I would always see them at events and we'd say what's up you know um so that to me is like the the biggest bummer of this but at the end of the day it's like people have to be safe and people need yeah, to like sure. read read the tea leaves and understand that like there's there's some really potentially catastrophic <laughs> uh things going on out there and we have mm. to protect ourselves our friends and others
0: yeah, I think one of the main, psychologically speaking, I think one of the main issues for a lot of people is we were moving towards a situation where, as a society, it started to feel like we were making progress. And not within, within our insular bubbles, like we start to think about the things that return as... As you start making those, reaching those milestones of progress, and one of the things I think we all started to think about was, oh, awesome, where, where vaccines are rolling out, things are starting to become normal. I can start thinking about looking forward to events again. And the fact that we've got an announcement like this is a very kind of knock, knock people on their ass kind of moment where it's like, actually, things are not better. Things are getting worse. We've got to cancel these kind of events. So I think it's a psychological hit more than uh, more than anything else. Um, Having said that, the other thing to point out is uh, Rebecca Valentine over at IGN has been doing some great work around kind of like coverage as well as a bunch of people like I know VGC's Andy Robinson was also working on a report about this, but um, so what Rebecca said was, Uh, she spoke to multiple people who uh, uh, indicated that the actual physical event had been quietly cancelled months ago and the ESA hasn't confirmed a digital event even now five months out Um, and that is correct the ESA has said little to nothing about a digital event and when Rebecca pressed them about that they couldn't confirm one they just said the in-person event has been cancelled so the important point of clarification is that that doesn't rule out a digital e3 three, but none has been created yet if you get what i mean um which is
1: an interesting position to be in for them i mean it is and it isn't i, I feel like that's one of those things where it's in in a couple months it's going to be hindsight 2020 we'll know for sure because the facts will be out there right now they're not saying anything because they don't have things to say or they're not ready yeah. to say them like i feel like we there's this this beautiful Cobra Kai-esque fight (laughs) going on between Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley and the ESA and E3. And I think that they're behind the scenes kind of like trying to pick their warriors and kind of like get their their teams ready for battle when it comes to the big guys, the small guys, everything in between. Like, I, I feel like last year is a perfect representation of this kind of rush to let's just get anything we possibly can because we yeah. need to fill the time so we're going to have Koch media we're going to have the gearbox thing we're going to have like literally anybody that wants to be there even if you've already shown the shit in 10 different places it, just show yeah. it we just need content yeah. i don't know Tim, I, I don't know if
2: i can do another Koch media i'm going to be honest with you i don't know, yeah, if, I don't I, know I, if any I, of I, us have so, the mental bandwidth to watch another so, Koch media fucking i th- whatever i think was.
0: yeah i think that the the point of not point but i think that i want to happen is or i think what's going to happen is people need to start looking at this as the future of whatever an e3 thing is and take it seriously and make sure that they're put in the right because right now the only place that is really doing it is summer games first and jeff because jeff has been doing this kind of thing for ages i think the e3 broadcast last year was pretty good mainly because they had a very good host two very good hosts big up Greg and Jackie and golden boy as well. Um, three very good hosts. And then we had a bunch of panelists as well who, uh, who were kind of involved with that. And that was great. Um, but the stuff in between was kind of like the Koch medias and the others, the, the, the gearbox stuff. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, don't, this is a waste of time. So my hope is like people take it seriously and think of actual production. And let's not waste people's time for a year just to get it over and done with like think of this as the future of how you speak to your um, audience, if you know what I mean. Um, And we get something a little more meaningful out of it. Uh, Either way, we'll find out soon. And
1: if anyone from the ESA is watching get Greg back. To start the campaign. I mean, honestly, like in my opinion, what needs to happen, and this is not going to happen, I think this is impossible. But Jeff Keely and the ESA need to just get on the same page and they need to work together because the as long as there's two opposing forces trying to accomplish the exact same thing, it's never gonna be what you just said, Tam. And I, I and that sucks because you're right. Like, in order to save E3 and turn it into what it should be, like there has to be a kind of like, all right, everybody, stop. Let's start over from the beginning. What does it need to look like now? How do we make this an industry-wide event that matters to people? And what does that need to look like? And that's not going to happen when the two sides are still competing. And because both sides aren't going to get it all, that means they need to get a lot of extra bullshit. And the extra bullshit is what really bogs down the entire experience, both from a production um, perspective but then also just from a like – wearing people out of it just becoming noise and like people's memories of E3 aren't fond anymore when people talk about yeah. E3 it's so vitriolic it's so jaded and like that used to be true of the games media people and i was always i remember in 2013 even being at IGN and just the way people would talk about E3 was bewildering to me i'm like this yes. is the E3 is the best thing in the fucking world like why are you guys such haters and it's Gone to a point now where like everyone's like' that, such a shame' isn't it? like that. And it's like, yeah. damn, man. And honestly, they did it to themselves. Like it's the choices uh-huh. of of the shows being what they are, and the devs and publishers, like not getting on board fast enough with the rising trends of what these showcases need to be that now it just becomes this hodgepodge mess. We've seen mm. some very successful versions of it. I think what Ubisoft has done with the forwards, obviously Nintendo with the directs, like the state of place so many of these things are almost there almost almost they just need to look around and listen a little bit more and let the hubris out you know like kind of like collaborate and come up with something that works for everybody because that is what e3 was always best at being for a very long time
0: yeah you I think you pretty much nailed it there like it was a a an opportunity for people to come together and celebrate games now it's an opportunity for individual corporations to kind of make the most of the audience or speaking to an audience to pimp their wares which is not the best scenario but we'll see how it unfolds obviously there's likely to be a lot more um kind of uh, developments in this story over the next few months as we get to whatever this thing is The next story comes from the number two video game website on the internet. Tim, Mm -hmm. do you know what the number two video game website on the internet is? I'm going to guess GameSpot.com. You would guess correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, This story comes from Alessandro Barbosa. Fallout TV series going into production this year with Westworld's creator to direct it. Amazon Studios' Fallout TV series adaptation has received its first update in over a year, with the series now planned to enter production sometime this year. This is one of the first updates the series has seen since its teaser in 2020, leading some to wonder about its status. Production will start this year according to Deadline with Westworld creator and executive producer, Jonathan Nolan, helming directing duties for the show's pilot. Um, Additionally, Geneva Robertson, Dworet, uh, apologies if I uh, mispronounced that, who co wrote Captain Marvel and 2018's Tomb Raider reboot, and Graham Wagner, who served as executive producer on Portlandia and co executive producer on Silicon Valley, will be showrunners for the first season. The show is being produced by both Amazon and Kilter Films, with Nolan, Lisa Joy, and Athena Wickham executive producing. Nolan and Joy are most famous for their time producing Westworld which is getting a fourth season this year. Bethesda's Todd Howard and James Altman will also be executive producers on the show with some creative oversight. Not much is known about the story the series will tackle and whether it will adapt an existing one or tell an entirely new original tale in the Fallout setting. Back in 2021, Joy offered a small tease on the series' planned tone saying it's just a gonzo, crazy, funny adventure and a mindfuck like none you have ever seen before tim are you excited for a uh
1: fallout tv series uh, personally i'm not that last sentence is a uh, bizarre to me in reference yeah. to a fallout game like I, yeah, I, it sounds like borderlands and i was like yeah what? yeah absolutely um i don't know i think it's cool that video games are getting more adaptations with whether it's tv on streaming platforms or, or movies and stuff i i think that we're still in that phase of them not being good but we've i think in the last couple years seen more examples of good video game Mm -hmm. movies or tv shows than we've ever had before obviously you look at things like arcane uh and that's a a mega standout but even things like detective pikachu or sonic the hedgehog like they they're not bad you know whereas back in the day like the movies were absolutely trash um so i i'm hopeful i think that it's a little bit weird that a lot of these games are just kind of like, let's just take any IP we can get and turn them into a movie or show. And like, I don't know that that's always going to work. But I mean, look, even this year, we have Uncharted coming up in a couple of weeks unless it gets delayed. And we have Last of Us coming up at the end of the year unless it gets pushed. Um, And I I think that those two are going to be pretty representative of the how and why of video game movies being made and why sometimes maybe it's not the best idea. And I think that, is probably gonna be what we get from Uncharted. Like, I feel like with yeah. Uncharted, um, and like even if we hadn't seen anything about it, we hadn't seen the trailers, we don't know any, like, pretend we didn't even know the casting. How good can an Uncharted movie be? I think at best it could just be pretty good. I don't think yeah. an Uncharted movie can be fucking fantastic because of what it is, what it's based on, what it's trying to be. And I think Last of Us is different than that, where it can be exceptional, but it also can be very derivative because people have seen these stories before in uh, TV form, movie form, all of that. The novelty of the of it being a video game and being that character driven uh, is, is what made Last of Us special for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting where fallout wise in that i don't really know you know like i feel like uh with there's halo on paramount plus coming out and that from the little teasers we saw looks cool but it also doesn't look like it's gonna like revolutionize things the way that you'd imagine a halo series would have 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh, when this thing was first talked about but yeah this fallout thing coming from amazon i think amazon right now are clearly just trying to um Bet on a couple mega hits with like Lord of the Rings coming in September, but then they need to just kind of bolster their, yeah, we're just putting shit out side of things to tide us over in between seasons of The Boys. June 3rd, baby, season three, let's go. Really? Hell <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm the thing that excites me about this is the actual team behind it because I, as someone who really, really liked season one of Westworld and Two less so, and three I thought was interesting. I mean, like I, I, I did like breakdowns for uh, GameSpot or with Lucy um, for Westworld. I can say that the first season of Westworld was super, super strong. So if they put that same kind of energy and a lot of the creative team is involved in this into at least one good season of Fallout, that could be really cool. That last sentence that you pointed out, the Gonzo crazy funny adventure, I'm not sure that's what I want out of a Fallout, but. You know, uh, we'll see what, uh, I, th- I mean, they were more talented than I am, uh, or, 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 you know, many of us are, so maybe they've got something um, going. And An overly serious Fallout show could be I'm, a bit
2: I'm not as weird. concerned, because, like, there are fun and, like, weird side quests and stuff in the Fallout game. So, like, if, they, if they're if they taking yeah, inspiration true. from, like, those kind of moments, like, I, I, I wouldn't see it being out of place. Uh, if they, if they pull it off, especially with this team, like you got the, uh, the, um, producer from like Portlandia and stuff. Like when you're reading off like the names of creators, I was like, that is such a weird and interesting, like collection of, uh, creative minds coming together mm. for this. So I could see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, uh, like you said, we've been getting a lot of good stuff. You mentioned a bunch and then, you know, there was Castlevania and Arcane that. and that kind of stuff. So people are starting to take video game property seriously, which is, I mean which is gonna which is bodes well for a lot of this stuff because i think that companies have started to realize that if they get it right it becomes from a business perspective a cash cow for a little while so hopefully that uh, that kind of like cynical business-minded approach to to getting it right is a benefit for us as fans uh for many fans of fallout as a property uh, either way i'm excited to see what becomes of it um and, and hopefully we get some more teasers soon uh the next story comes from the third best video game website on the internet wouldn't you believe it it is gamespot.com are you sensing a pattern oh yeah <laughs> this comes from Gabe going uh, uh, who I've written in here as game going, which is great uh Mario Kart 9 is reportedly in development with a new twist Mario Kart 8 and its upgraded Mario Kart 8 Deluxe have been huge successes for Nintendo, but it appears a successor is finally speeding towards development finish line. According to a games industry consultant, Mario Kart 9 is in the works and will include a twist, a new twist. Uh, as if we expected anything less from Nintendo. Speaking to GamesIndustry.biz, a Kantan Games consultant, Dr. Serkan Toto, gave several predictions for 2022. Um, Dr. Sirkan Toto is is well known and has uh, been on the mark many times in the past. Uh, But one of them was more of an inside scoop than a prediction. Toto said that Mario Kart 9 is in development now and noted that Mario Kart as a brand has been relatively quiet since the mobile-only Mario Kart Tour launched a few years ago. I'm aware that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling very well on Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is in active development and comes with a new twist, and Nintendo could tease it this year, he said. With the Nintendo Switch already approaching its five-year anniversary, would this new game appear on Nintendo Switch or would it come to whatever system is planned next year? That remains to be seen, as does Nintendo's confirmation of the game's existence, but it would be unlikely the company to have more than one Mario Kart game on a system. That has never happened before with the SNES, SNES, GBA, um, N64, GameCube, DS, Wii, Wii U, 3DS and Switch all only receiving one game in the Mario Kart series, unless you count the physical cart spin-off of Mario Kart Live. However, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sold nearly 39 million units, was an upgraded version of the Wii U version, so it's possible Nintendo will make an exception. As for the twist, we can only guess what Nintendo could be cooking up previous games that have introduced dual, pa- have introduced dual passenger vehicles for Double Dash, gliding Mario Kart 7 Anti-Grav for Mario Kart 8, and being a no, i'm not going to read that because this is some bad stuff slander. this is slander, slander from gabe i will be speaking to gabe don't worry about it he said some what bad things say? about super circuit say? uh he said uh being bad mario kart super circuit gabe's got mm. some very questionable opinions gabe if you're watching this get i'm uh, gonna have to we're gonna have a meeting and uh, you're gonna get talking to mm. um if we do hear more on this uh it will possibly be around e3 uh if that even <laughs> and then it ends with if that even happens this year.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh tim you big nintendo person big Mm -hmm. mario kart fan Mm um are you surprised by this i'm I'm, not
1: i (laughs) i'm a believer that mario kart 9 is going to happen on the switch and i do think that it is going to be in the next two years like i i think that it just makes there's too much money on the table to to not do it and i think especially with smash being done at this point like the smash and mario kart are two kind of transcending nintendo properties that just people are excited for even if you're not a traditional gamer and i think mario kart is even further into that so i personally think the twist could be as simple as it finally just being what we've all talked about forever and it being more of a super smash Kart type thing uh, of getting collaboration uh across the, the the nintendo ip but then even further than that potentially the industry like can you imagine if they had a lineup of reveals and trailers and dlc just constantly coming out for insane crossovers like that would just be so much hype so much money to be made from nintendo and so much happiness for the gamers out there like Mm. mario kart for everyone that makes the argument that like oh man well there's you know 40 million whatever uh mario kart 8 out there why would they buy another one it's like well there's 40 million people that like mario kart (laughs) on the switch like that proves Mm. there's an audience there they're gonna buy it uh even if half of them bought it that would still be a higher selling game than the the majority of things on any console period so um i think it's gonna happen i i think that right now we're in a state where i don't trust any of these rumors i think that nintendo is in such a weird lockdown place um when it comes to the covid situation the production pipelines what they wanted to release when clearly did not happen in the last two years there's been a ton of delays even small things like advanced wars getting delayed out of december last year um i i think is a sign that like they're they're not buttoned up they're still struggling to to get back on track yeah. uh, when it comes to the their pipelines so i I think that we're going to see a Mario Kart I think that right now anything we're hearing from Nintendo leaks and rumors and all that stuff is more on the pull it out of my ass side than based on any type of reality
0: yeah I mean like I, I think I agree with a lot of that but I also could see it hap- like I could see it popping up to some degree I feel like Nintendo' is past the point where they're like they don't do teasers and stuff like that anymore. They just announce a game, and they're like, "Now, now you have it." But I do kind of feel like we're doing something new from Mario Kart. Um, but like everything you said is true. I, I want, I want to know what the new twist do you think it could be? Because listen, here's what I'm thinking: Mario Kart it. battle royale. I mean, 100 Mario Karters parachute onto an island. Uh huh. And so, they've got some the amount of dubs each. that i'm
1: gonna get oh, <laughs> i mean it, yo i love that as a mode like whether it's battle mode and like i just up <laughs> do it in a more uh, battle whale or if it is like an infinite race until you yeah, know every but, lap so, a certain amount of characters get uh, cut out that could be really really cool hey here, here's uh, what especially you're doing. you do with the chaos of mario cards
0: you you combine it with uh the latest uh what was that mario expansion called um bowser's fury, the, fury and you have big bowser on the uh, coming towards the island so like Uh, he's the reason the circle is getting smaller like he's just like doing like someone in the chat
2: someone in the chat said the island yoshi's island
0: Yoshi's Island, yes. <laughs> Love it. Yes, there you go. Um, I think I think that could be pr- I don't know why. I've, I've suddenly convinced myself that this is a good idea and uh, I no, really totally want this. I want this now. <laughs>
1: it is, man. I mean, I you know, look, the what's the, the gimmick, what's the twist? Like, I don't know. I think that when you look at this list here of the you know the dual passenger vehicles, I don't necessarily think that's gonna come back, but gliding, yeah. anti grab, I think a lot of them just started adding on top of each other. And when you get to specifically Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like the changes made from deluxe or from the Wii U version to deluxe of eight i think are uh, a good side of what we can look forward to uh in the the next upcoming mario kart whenever it happens like it reminds me a lot of smash ultimate or, or of smash wii u going to smash ultimate where they're just like all right we got it guys like we got the everything down we just need to kind of just keep going forward on this so i i think that the gimmick might be uh, doubling down on the collabs and, and crossovers like we saw with Animal Crossing and Link uh, in the and F-Zero tracks and all that stuff like mm-hmm. way more of that uh, I think could be the the gimmick that they're they're pushing and that's more than enough you know and I think on top of that then it's just like cool Nintendo come up with some good Nintendo Online deals with Mario Kart and really make that shit worth it. And I think things like what you're talking about, like fun, engaging multiplayer modes that Mm. uh, can keep people coming back time and time again, that's what they really need. Because people fucking love Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Quick tangent, did I ever tell you my my idea for a Metal Gear Battle Royale? No. So... It's basically the same idea, but I had it ages ago. When and The Bowser all pre- comes? Oh, no, no, Island? no. Imagine, you remember the final, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 2, remember the final chunk of Metal Gear Solid 2, where you're fighting all those Rays in that smaller area? Mm-hmm imagine imagine an island and there's just like a encirclement of rays like around the island and every they're like getting closer and closer and every now and then they fire a laser across the island and you've got to pay attention to it and you've got the uh catapults from Metal Gear Solid 4 to launch across the island and you can do like a CQC and you can also do fault and stuff come on let me <laughs> let me make it let me design this for you
2: anyways yeah, <laughs>
0: Uh, reminder you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free but if you haven't done that it's time for some ads so let us tell you about our sponsors today
1: using the internet without express is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station you're probably fine but It could be a disaster. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it. Kind of fun has been using it it's keeping our internet safe and i love that i love it so much i love how easy it is to use and i love that i just don't even need to worry about it secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-vpn.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kinda funny what would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt well Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking only at your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter Rate. One of my really good friends did exactly this, and it helped him out so much. Just consolidating all of his debt into one place, allowed him to focus and just take care of it. And now, he's debt-free, thanks to Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today. And when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny, that's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart dot com slash kinda funny. There's so much going on right now, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like traveling, or stuff you'd rather avoid, like traffic. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, With Raycon's new everyday earbuds, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, One of my best friends, James Burke, he loves these things. He's always out there when he's running, when he's playing his baseball. He's a baseball coach, so he does a lot of those two things. And Raycon's new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit. Plus, you get three new sound profiles so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast like this one or some hip-hop or some rock or anything in between. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash funny. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash funny to save 15% on Raycons. buyraycon.com slash Kinda of funny.
0: Our next story comes from Eurogamers Tom Phillips, and it is short and sweet. The Magic Circle studio developer is working on a South Park game. A question, this isn't me asking a question, question is the name of the studio. The developer behind the experimental game making satire, The Magic Circle. Is next working on a South Park project. A California and Virginia based studio, which most recently released 2019 co op horror title The Blackout Club, revealed its South Park project via a new job listing that was on Twitter. Questions job ad notes that the studio now includes team members who previously worked on Obsidian celebrated South Park The Stick of Truth and Ubisoft's own follow up Fractured Butthole i <laughs> still can't get over that title <laughs> it also asks applicants to have multiplayer development experience so that's pretty much the start Ooh. and finish of that are you excited about the potential for another south park i didn't play fractured but which was a surprise to me because it's superhero theme so i would i thought it would be all up uh my street but i think it is attached to a general kind of n- new disinterest in in south park as a whole but how, how do you feel about it
1: uh, super fun games. I love it. I think that it's a great franchise. I love that they, it, you know, it's an example of license done right. South Park is special. I think that you're right in mm. the sense that like where we're at now, it's like you're either in or you're out on South Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there's really an in between. Um, but I think in terms of the video games, like I I, I think they're, they're very high quality. And if they continue to have fun and, you know, kind of be the the type of parodies that they've done so far, like this is awesome and the idea of multiplayer as well like that's cool i can see that really working well with the the vibe of what those games kind of put out there
0: yeah yeah i I, want to see what they do given the fact that multiplayer seems to be some element of it um i think that they could take that format and and do some cool things with a little more like exploration and combat uh, mechanics that involve multiple people. Um, I just hope that the writing is as sharp as it has been in the past on the show. And my my main concern is the subject matter. Like Mm -hmm. I I hope it's not more Corona jokes and stuff like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. given the the timeline of development is unlikely, but um you never know, you know like there's there's a lot of like comedy material that's just going for low hanging fruit these days and I don't know um but I'm I'm excited to see that I'm surprised that of all the kind of like television show turned into games South Park seems to be the best done. like we've had a bunch of Simpsons titles that we all have a lot of nostalgia for but I think we can if gun to our head admit that they're not great like even hit and run well, is like I love, tam, run. Tam, I, love, tam, I love hit and run i love i love hit and run i love hit and run don't be
2: cool great cry <laughs> i love
0: i love hit and run what i'm saying is these days they don't hold up that well but i feel like the south park games like they you could go back and play stick of truth and it's still a banger like it's still well, good
1: fun i think it's because uh, the creators were so involved like they yeah. cared like that that game existed because they wanted it to exist and they wanted it to be good like i think that, yeah, that is yeah. really all it takes, everyone is someone yeah. to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, someone to care.
0: <laughs> and I hope that I hope that the people the new team at uh, question is uh gives a shit. Final story of the day is an update on a story that we talked about yesterday, which is the uh the sales numbers for days gone. If you remember yesterday, I think I believe it was Greg that, that discussed it. Um mm-hmm. uh you know, the director was it director? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the director Jeff Ross said that um the 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 game has sold more than Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was kind of a bit salty about the fact that you know, it was presented as that game was presented as a failure. So the update to that story is days gone sales numbers are likely lower than 8 million after director reveal source was a site that tracks trophies. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer. Yesterday, Game Informer reported that Days Gone director Jeff Ross said Ben Studios' latest game sold more than Ghost of Tsushima, which recently hit a milestone after selling 8 million copies. First things first, there's more to read on this story. But I just want to say, do do better than taking the opportunity to tear down someone else's success so that you can say you are also a success. I think it sucks that Ghost of Tsushima's moment
1: was kind of ruined by this nonsense. Anyway. See, I come uh, at it from a different perspective where I don't think it takes away at all from Ghost. And it's just like this dude is upset and <laughs> hurt because he cares about the work that he did on his game. Like, I, mean, I, like- I think that this is an example of, and I, I was saying this yesterday, but this is an example of everyone's the main character in their own story and everyone has, their own yes. real feelings and the own shit that they're dealing with and yeah. twitter is a thing that with great power comes great responsibility and sometimes you don't really realize the power that you have until it's too late and yeah, i think yeah. that everyone would just say things and it's just who's listening is uh I think, the thing that can get you in trouble i think jeff ross has learned an important lesson today
0: or in the last couple of days so continuing on with the story in a recent live stream with former god of war and twisted metal director david jaffe Ross revealed that his source for the sales numbers was a now defunct website called Gamestat, which tracks PlayStation trophy data as reported by Push Square. Here's what Ross said. Where I got my data from, I had access to a lot of telemetry and I could see stuff. And when we were at 5 million copies, when we were announced at 5 million copies, the telemetry data was at 5.8 million. They are basically resales or shared discs. I was actually using an external website. I think they're offline now, but they were using trophy data and it lined up with our internal telemetry data. So for me, it's like good enough. Ross said that when leaving Sony, you don't necessarily get final numbers for a game sale. Ross also said that uh, as creative director, he didn't have access to the complete and official Sony numbers. I think game data is still archived. Ross continued, based off the 8 million mark, it matched our telemetry, and so I'm like, good enough, maybe it was 7.7 million-ish, maybe it was 8.2 million-ish, I don't know. Ross also said the telemetry he's referring to was seen by him before Days Gone was released as a PlayStation Plus title in 2021. What's interesting about this is that trophy data does not necessarily translate directly to sales, which is what Ross seemingly did. That's because players that have purchased used copies of Days Gone or have played it as a PlayStation Plus title, neither of which would be tracked as new sales, can earn trophies. The players that earn trophies from used copies of Days Gone would be lumped into the the player... Players that purchased the new copies of Days Gone list thus skewing the total numbers Ross cited as copies sold. So while Days Gone likely did sell millions, the 8 million copies sold plus 1 million sold on Steam is not likely to be accurate. Ross also clarified that when he said Days Gone was a disappointment to local studio management, he was referring to upper management within Ben Studios and not necessarily PlayStation or Sony management. So basically this is a story uh this is the story of this is my man used some inaccurate numbers and data pulled from a questionable website which is just unfortunate and i think i think the lesson that he's learning is don't pop off on twitter unless you're absolutely sure what the thing that you're going to talk about because even the smallest thing that he might he probably doesn't have millions of followers but people have a way of finding you if you are a person of note and shining a spotlight on the things that you are saying so, and if you're coming with this like i'm going to be 100 percent real with this this absolute bullshit metrics pulled from a, a questionable website you got to do better than that man that's 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 rough we're not it's just it's just a weird thing don't do that yeah it all um, sucks yeah it, it does suck and like it's just and the, the problem i think for me the biggest one is days gone has had to fight an uphill battle in terms of Uh, the kind of perception of it for various reasons uh, some warranted some unwarranted this doesn't help the situation at all especially when you've positioned it going toe to toe Um, against a game that's kind of beloved and came out as like a surprise hit and there's a lot of positive sentiment about it so by trying to by trying to divert attention away from um ghost tsushima and recontextualize things about it the only thing that they've really done is paint a bigger target on the days gone 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 back and now the development team which is just just a shame i think um We'll see um how that one folds out. But for now, let's uh move on to You know what uh, did happen?
1: Well did sold happen. eight million copies. Yeah. So that is, that is that
0: is important. That is important. Well done to them, and I hope that we get another one of those games because that game was fantastic. Kim if I wanted to know what was coming to Mama Grub shops today,
1: where would I look? Please, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday.
2: Do 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 yeah, yes.
1: lovely.
0: Out today, not a lot. Uh, we have got a Sword of Elpicia, um, which sounds like a skin disease. Uh, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Internet Cafe Simulator 2 for PC. And then on Sunday, Super Sammy Roll for Xbox Series X and S. And that sounds delicious. Uh, new dates uh, Blade of Salt is coming to Steam on January 17th, 2022. Um, and then deals for today there's a New Year's sale happening on the eShop. It's Nintendo, so caveat not amazing deals like <laughs> not <laughs> mind-blowing you're not going to get like 90 percent off um but there are uh, you can get a few dollars off like up to ten dollars off including uh for some good good games including mario maker captain Toad's treasure tracker Cold War, and a bunch more so it's worth just having a quick scroll through to see if there's anything that Uh, piques your interest. There are a a few decent games on there um, that have a a decent chunk taken off of the price as well. Fez is $12 on eShop as well. And that is a very, very good game. And then there is a sale for Square Enix games on Humble. And there are discounts to games such as Life is Strange True Colors, which is great. Guardians of the Galaxy is great. And there's a bunch of Final Fantasy titles that are also on discount. Worth checking out um, again. Um, I'm gonna have a quick look for reader mail because I did look earlier and there was not a lot going on, honestly. But um, that might have been me being very, very uh, absent-minded. And oh, do we have anything? We don't. We don't have any new reader mail. So honestly, whose fault is that? Him? It's the audience's fault. It's everyone not except send- for us.
1: Definitely, it's not not us. It's definitely not our fault. This definitely
0: not our fault. So send in some uh, some mail. Do you not want mail? what's going on here
2: it never fails and
0: never fails um looking at you're wrong and it seems like people have put stuff in there i don't know what's going on this seems like it's all lies so nano's here again he's he's like oh days gone it's set our price uh on playstation now at 40 dollars and it originally launched at 60 dollars it's also on sale at pc at 50 dollars what, what why is it, what
2: is the you're wrong what wrong? is that
0: you're wrong there nano nano has started a very successful tiktok page about about news and now my manager's out here trying to be mr news telling everyone things like uh, you're wrong actually and then giving us the price for days going. now now
1: here's the thing was, this from,
0: the was this from yesterday the nano this
1: was from yesterday and he was clarifying something greg was saying
0: okay cool Still Nano, take it down a notch.
1: Take it downtime. down a notch.
0: <laughs> I love Nano. and uh, it's, uh, it's great. Um,
1: uh, just Tom so, writes in and yeah, says, for future reference, it's, it's, it's TikTok.com slash kind, of kind of funny, bitch. You need the at. It's
0: so weird, TikTok. You put that at in, in the thing. Like, usually your brain goes like, no, if you put that kind of symbol in a URL, it mm-hmm. breaks the URL, right? Yeah. But no, yeah. not in this case. Um, that was the only... Uh, uh, you're wrong. So, you know what? Usually, Nano's in here telling us that we're wrong, and he seems to be slipping. He's not in here telling us we're wrong. What's <laughs> going on, Nano?
1: Because we're right, Tab. All right, we're what's going on, split. Nano? That's what we do here?
0: You yeah, hate to see it, Nano slipping. Nano falling off. Nano has fallen off the streets. Watch at kind of funny games on TikTok now. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're watching this live on twitch after this we are again kicking uh once again kicking off um the seven on seven stream with mario party is that correct
1: tim that is correct a whole bunch of mario party oh god that's gonna, it's be, gonna be a disaster be there will be tears today <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kevin's playing in the first round, and I'm pretty sure it's with Greg and Nick. Oh, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm gonna not be not a playing today. One. You know what? I, I won the last <laughs> tournament, and you know, I retired from Mario Party.
0: Yeah, As you secured C- the CEO spot, and you're like, I, I'm I, I done. Secured, Peace. I got the
2: CEO junior title, and you know what? I'm done. I'm done. You'd love to see it. If you want to catch
0: if uh, yeah, I can't wait as well. Um if you're gonna watch it live, you will see some shenanigans. If you can't watch it live, make sure you're subscribed to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays where you'll be able to watch that you'll be able to watch that at your leisure. And trust me, you're going to want to watch it because it's gonna be amazing. This has been kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kinda funny games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show coming up now for those that are subscribed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. So please do stick
1: around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.